Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 502. We're here to bring you some reviews and news and yeah. all of our other little tidbits that we want to talk thing about. thing that we've been doing for 501 episodes before this. Yep, and then many more that were left untitled or unnumbered. Oh yeah, that's right. So more, th- okay. Yeah. I was like, what are way, you talking way about? Way, more than... Most of those weren't this format, though. Yeah, I know. But our format is the format. The format. I would say it's the for. It's a format. It's it's a. It's barely a format. <laughs> but give her a listen if you want to, to to hear what that format is. So enticing. No, but uh, you read some some good books. Yes, I did. I I read one specific book that was very good. Um, so you'll have to. Definitely listen to figure out which that is. And I got into a Spider-Man book that is bringing back a whole event that I'm actually excited for. Yeah. And then we talk about some other events that I'm not so excited <laughs> for. And you'll just have to grab a cold one and listen to Drunk on Comics 502. Rick Grimes' gun returns on The Walking Dead. <laughs> That you couldn't even make it through the full sentence. <laughs> so good to see you, Linz. Is it? My hair does look good today. Yes, yours uh, radiating. It's very soft. You just get it done. Um, well, no, I, I. Oh, you just washed it. I, <laughs> I blew, I blew dry, blow, blow dried it. What is the past tense of Am blow I dry? Am I rubbing off on you? Though? What is the past tense of blow dry though? Is it blow dried? That's yeah, I think so. Yeah. I blew. Yeah, you didn't blew, blue dry. I blew dried it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. I I uh, saw that you have a crooked house though. I do. My house is 120 years old and on a hill, so it's crooked. And I also have a little bit of OCD, so I had to hang a picture today and just let it be crooked. <laughs> I ever since seeing you made that post, I want to just document however times you change it by a little bit and then the next time you're like nope it can't be centered with that it's got to well it's above a window and and we have like the 10 foot ceilings or whatever so it's a it's an effort to get up there and switch it so it's probably not going to happen as often as you think eventually i'll just get angry and pull it down completely (laughs) with a random like hole in the wall next to it yeah where i punched yeah fucking why can't you be straight? <laughs> um, well, you had a Polish weekend. Yes. Very it, Polish weekend. One of my favorite of all weekends. If you've listened to Drunk on Comics for the last 10 years, you'll know that every year I have so much fun on Pulaski Days. It is the giant Polish hall celebration here in Grand yep. Rapids, which uh, there's... 15 halls now currently and they open their doors they're all private halls but they open their doors to the public to celebrate polish beer cheap beer because a lot of the polish beer runs out pretty quickly and polish food and Mm, kielbasa pierogies 
Not really big on Kapusta, but no? that's there as well. You don't like Kapusta? Not really. Glumkies. Ugh. You probably don't like Glumkies no, then either, do you? <laughs> Everything else I'm down for. It just It's just such a fun time. Yeah. It's like St. Patrick's Day, but uh, instead of every bar saying that they're Irish, like, no, these are real halls that are mostly Polish that... Right. You know, it's more authentic, I feel like, and and everyone's Polish that weekend, so it's fun to have friends come out and celebrate. Yeah. And... Even the American Legion got in on the action this year, and I think a couple of bars on our main bar drag that is in between both of our houses. Yeah. Always the first full weekend in October, and uh, I've only missed it officially once when I was in Germany. Even during... 2020 that fall nope they didn't have it then either 2021 i think they did like the out, like my they did kind like of drive a through stuff yeah, yeah like you could come get food and a couple of places have like a little patio so they didn't want in because obviously this is more closer to beginning of the pandemic and everything right um that they just were being so i still went and had a beer at my Hall to say I did it, but I've only missed it once truly, and that's because I was on my way to Oktoberfest. So, yeah. other than that, wouldn't miss it for the world. So, Lindsay, when are you going to come out with me? Pulaski I and... don't like doing that sort of stuff anymore. There's too many drunk you don't like people. Like drinking or eating, or I don't like drinking that much social. anymore. Um, I like a good cocktail, but I also like when you describe it as St. Patrick's Day, like instantly I'm like, oh, that sounds terrible. (laughs) My younger self was totally into it. I mean, I used to spend every every St. Patrick's Day in Chicago, which is a madhouse during St. Patrick's Day. And that's maybe why I don't enjoy it anymore, because I really burned out on those sort of things back then. But the idea of it now is like, of course I want Polish food. I fucking love Polish food. Um, and I, you know, love a, uh, a nice little polka, <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go where there's like 20 people and not like a hundred. That's why you go to some of the halls are smaller than others. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly where we started at. And then we, did you go to little hall first? We didn't end up going. That's the first year I didn't go to little hall. No, no. but we did, uh, St. George's, um, which is on the West side, but not a lot of people know that it's even there. Uh, I can't ever say the name, Vitasius, uh, that hall, then 6th Street and 5th Street. Yeah. Yeah. I spent all my Sunday, um, working an event, um, for the Neighborhood Association. Um, the Cheese Lady. Fuck, I missed that! Who is in our neighborhood holds a festival. She hasn't had it for the past two years because of COVID. The last one that she had was in 2019, but the Neighborhood Association always runs the beer and wine tent for the event. So it was a long day yesterday, but there were so many people there. It was crazy. Was that the grilled cheese one? Yeah. Because that's, oh, grilled cheese is somehow my jam. It's the simplest thing to make. Yeah. Two pieces of bread with cheese and butter and fry it in a pan. And yep. How can you mess that up? I know. Yeah, plenty of places. 
They do. It's, it's because they, they don't cook the bread long enough or they put too much butter on it and the bed, bread gets soggy. And, yeah. Or the cheese they use isn't, they don't use enough cheese. I mean, there's there's definitely ways you can fuck up grilled cheese. But when you can find a good grilled cheese yeah. somewhere, oh man, that's uh, amazing. Yeah. And it's, and it's cool. I mean, they do a grilled cheese competition. Um, and then they have like a grilled where you can go get grilled cheese. That line was insane. And so was the beer line. It was nonstop from the minute we got there till we left. People in line. We ran out. We ran out of alcohol. Damn. They had to bring us more alcohol <laughs> because we ran out. And when we ran out of beer and cider and all we had left was wine, we yelled that to everybody in line. And they were all like, ah, I guess I'll get wine then. Like, they were there to drink. <laughs> I mean that's 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 a problem to have like right there yeah. is you run out right. I mean I guess it does suck for the people, but then obviously if you can get more right, keep the party going. Yep. Oh, this is a good time though. Well, good. Always something fun going on here. I know. Good such old a, gr. Yes, such a lovely place. People don't move here though. I don't need more people <laughs> here. <laughs> Just come and visit. Yeah, but. Uh, get into some books this week uh we are gonna get into some news but there's a lot of news because new york comic-con happened and so we're gonna have a smidgen of some of that and obviously in the coming weeks as we always say after a con when more things get released but uh i picked up this past week spider-man number one and it's just spider-man it's not amazing it's not an incredible it's just I can't. good All old right. Spider-Man. With Dan, is it Dan, it says, that says Dan Slot. Yeah. Right on. Well, do you not, not like Dan uh, Slot? I mean, sometimes he does it for me, sometimes he doesn't. True. <laughs> uh, I will say I did enjoy this one. Um, I haven't truly read Spider-Man since, God, it's been many years, I feel like. It was definitely before COVID, um, where I was... This was one of my titles I picked up. And then I just got to a point of why. Like, yeah. it just felt like it was refreshing or rehashing the same storylines that they've done so many times. Him not getting with Mary Jane, him then being with Mary Jane, and then them not again. And I don't know. So I figured a number one is a good place to start sure. and see where this is going to go. And I really liked the beginning of this, too, when it. It talks about how uh, the spider weaves a spider web and and how it's not different than how we go about our lives. They just go left or right. And they fix a spot and then they start a new thread and then blah, blah, blah. And going into, though, but like how Peter Parker got bit, that was no choice but random happenstance. Mm. And it was more or less just a thing to kind of... Honestly, I don't even think they needed this first page to explain the spider bite. I mean, because everybody's every comic is somebody's first comic. Yes. So and, and true. I guess maybe a, a one-page origin yeah. story is, is yeah. a okay. And I like the thing I like about this is that he looks like the original Peter Parker from like the OG Spider-Man, where mm-hmm. he where they say he's a teenager, but he looks thirty-three. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Okay, now I'm okay with it. Because I was going to bring that up of like, I don't know why he looks so old, but now that you mentioned that. Yeah, that's the old school Peter Parker for sure. Yep. Uh, 
Ultimately, though, it goes on about him kind of explaining kind of a little bit of who he is and working for Oscorp. And so this is kind of the the era and the realm that we're getting this Spider-Man in. And ultimately, he starts uh, saving the day. And then uh, what I liked about this the most, because and I mentioned it to you before, but you kind of were like, eh, is when Moreland shows oh, up. yeah. And but you agreed with me as to why I said meh. And you were like, yeah, I get it. Because I agree. He was a great villain, especially in that first Spider-Verse yep. run. So good. And it made it make sense yes. for what was going on with the Spider-Verse and why they were right. coming together and being hunted. Yep. And now he's kind of just like Peter Parker's Joker. Like, he's always just the guy that shows up. Yeah, and he was. But I haven't seen him show He looks like a Morbius up. rip well, I guess at those this point. Two. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Cool-looking Morbius. Uh, but, I have, again, I haven't read Spider-Man in a while, so maybe he has shown up a lot more. But I think maybe that might have been part of the why, too, of, like, rehashing the same story. Yeah. And stopped reading it because why is he still coming back? Right. Um, so he's back, and I'm like, all right, I, it's been a while. Let's see where this goes. Right, and, well, and the difference for this is he's not back because they're restarting the story, it sounds like. So he's... He's here, which mm-hmm. is maybe a different... Dan will have a different take on him than other people have. Well, that's what I think they're going to have a different take, not only on this, but because who sh- ends up showing up is we get the uh, Spider-Man Noir mm. who comes in to help save the day. Uh, Silk also shows up again because they're trying to, to fight him. And you're not, he's not really getting, like, words out to find out, you know, what he's got to say. But having Spider-Man Noir, you know, come here and start kicking butt and everything. Well, then all of a sudden you get him killing Spider-Woman. And you're oh, like... Oh, man, that's a great pa- That's a great page, though. Isn't it? Yeah. That's such a great page. I really wish they didn't put the sound effect where he's getting, where she's getting Oops. stabbed. <laughs> the shuck. Shuck. <laughs> But you gotta do that so that you know that it was action there. Is she imploding upon... In, oh, that looks weird. She turned into spider webs. Yeah, but it looks like... Go back to it. It looks like it's... Nope, go down. Right there, that middle panel. Like, it, it's imploding inward into her stomach, right? Yep. Like a black hole, except that it's also coming up from her, like, crotch? Well, she was unraveled. Well, that's, no, that's where she got... That's where she got stabbed in her stomach, Lynn. I like, know that's where she got stabbed in her stomach, but why couldn't they have pulled it from the top more instead of from the bottom more? It looks like you she's... You are really reading into that it, one it, but panel. It, but, no, but look at it. It's distracting. <laughs> I didn't notice until you said something. Well, you clearly don't read comic books the same way I do. But I'm liking this whole, she's, you know, fading out of existence, and you don't necessarily know what the fuck just happened, but... Moreland then, you know, attacks him and pretty much says, though, that if you'd let him speak, you know, he would have told you what was going on. And at this point, Spider-Man Noir is revealed to have mandibles. He's Venom. Well, He's not, been venomized. No, not Venom. This would have been more of the, um, when Spider-Man turns spider-ish. Uh, God, now I'm, uh, blanking on that. Uh, man spider. Yeah, man spider type uh, yeah. look, but he doesn't. It doesn't seem to have more arms. However, he calls in some other. This is where I'm like, 
I'm for this because this is like jumping the shark times 10, but I'm here for it. So you have Spider Punk. Mm -hmm. You have um, who I can only uh, assume is, uh, I forget what they call her, but when May Parker becomes Um, Spider Woman 2 then or Spider Girl. And then you have uh, Gwen Gwen Spider, Spider Gwen. Yeah. But they all have mandibles, meaning they're evil. (laughs) Okay. But... And and they're your enemies now, and then it's to be continued. That is as simple as pretty much the story got, with a little bit more of uh, getting into kind of this world that Peter's in and whatever. But it got right into the action. This is one hundred percent going to be a Spider Verse that's going to be reversed with evil Spider Men, and I'm I'm okay with it. You're okay with it? Yes. Uh, mainly because again, it's it's been a while. I'm just happy to be back on a spider book that this is different. It's a little bit, and it's uh, going into end of the spider verse is what the new uh, series is going to be called. So there's that for you. Right on. Well, I read a couple things. First of all, I read a shit ton of Ice Cream Man because I was a little bit behind. On it, and I really want to shout out a particular are, issue. Are they also? Do they also have like multiple stories in there? Well, it's always all just been one story per book. Okay, and I they, thought there was some where there's couple. No, not really. Unless okay. it's like they're following different people. Gotcha. Um, but he really is building like a world. Like all of these people kind of exist in in this world. So like. Things will happen that kind of tie back to what's happened in other books, and not not super directly, but they'll mention something, and you're like, oh, like the one I just read was about this guy in an in an addiction um, rehab center, and he's there with a woman who talks about her friends who uh, um, both o- or her, her best friend who OD'd, and she would do drugs with them, and then she OD'd, and it's totally something that happened in like the early on issues of Ice Cream Man. But the one I want to shout out is number 31. And number 31 is kind of written as like a poem. um, And it is about a man growing up with his daughter and like just their life together. And it's not sad or like weird like a lot of (laughs) the Ice Cream Man books are. It literally is just like a very kind of heartfelt look at like a man having a daughter and then growing up and getting old and dying. And then from her perspective, it kind of shows her life from a certain point and then going up into when she gets older. And it was just a really kind of like heartfelt story about family, which was off brand for ice cream man, but felt really nice to read. It's It's like when black mirror did that the sand Juniper or whatever oh, episode, and everyone yeah. was like, oh, maybe Black Mirror's not so bad, and then it is still. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, this is Halloween month, so this is their scary story being a good story. Well, no, this was the 31, and I think this was a couple months ago. Oh, okay. Because um, 32's out. Way to ruin it for me, but it so could have coincided you can, with you can think that opposite you... Halloween there. Um, another book I read was Book of Evil, Evil. Which is a comicsology exclusive from Scott Snyder. He's got some contract with them. 
um, to do a bunch of originals. And this is also with Jock, who they did a book together called Witches, with a Y, um, which I really liked. Uh, Jock's art is pretty good. Um, this felt actually more like a prose book than a comic book. So you love the art, but it was a prose book. Well, it's, it's the word, you know, where there is art, it's good. Okay, yeah. It's that typical jock art. Um, very inky. But a lot of pages that are all just words. I do like, yeah. If I was reading a book, this would be the perfect style of yeah. book that has extra things to look at. Even the highlights on... The words. the words are at. Well, and these words are highlighted because this is being written in a time in the future, and they are highlighting the words that they think people don't use anymore. Oh. Because the guy that's writing it is in the future, and he's writing it for people even more in the future. So he's like, he's like even in the book it says, I'm going to highlight the words that we that are old words that don't get used anymore. Hopefully you can figure out what they mean. Okay. So, uh, well, are they words that we would know, or are they yes. making up words? No, no, oh, no. Okay. They're words like, they're all highlighted in red here. So they're words like poets and children, schools, moms, dads, tickets, Wait, parents, teachers. No, no, they don't. So this story is insane. So it takes place in the future and it, sa- it starts off saying, like, 60 years ago, this thing happened. And nobody knows if it was a virus or just an evolutionary thing that happened. But once you hit a certain age, like, you went crazy. But, like, you turned into a psychopath. But every- this happened to everybody. To 92% of the population, when you hit, like, 15 or 16, you just became a psychopath. Oh, shit. And then there's 8% of people who didn't. And now, 60 years after that event... The psychopaths are considered humans, 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 uh, verse, verus or something like that, which means true human or real human. Um, and then the 8% are referred to as animals. So they're like the lower class citizens. They do all the shit work and the humans can do whatever the fuck they want to them essentially because they consider them animals. And children are not called children. They're called MBs, which is short for embryos. And they're forced to stay in this area of the city called the Yoke. And <laughs> they, if they come into the city to work, they have to stay within these certain guidelines. Or else the humans of the city can do whatever the fuck they want. The whole book starts with this interaction with this kid and this woman on the bus. When the bus leaves this these two yellow lines that it's supposed to stay in. And she's basically the minute they get over that line, she's like, Oh, I could kill you and stab you with my scissors and start eating you right now. I bet you taste so delicious. Like, like psychopath shit, right? Damn, this sounds like a year from now. <laughs> um, but the, so the kids, the children, the MBs are forced to live in the yoke, um, until they either, it's determined either they've become a human or an animal. And then that decides kind of what happens to them after that. It's a really interesting story. <clears throat> There's more to it than that. They build the dynamics of the characters, you know, what their jobs are, 
kind of them trying to figure out stuff from the past. Um, one of them has a brother that's missing. What happened to him? I it's, If you have comiXology, it's free. You should definitely read it. But if you can get your hands on it, if you don't have a comiXology subscription, you can. I'm sure you can buy it. Um, it's just a real interesting read. You see a lot of dystopian sort of end-of-the-world type stories. But this is one that I haven't really heard yet. So it makes me excited to read it. Um, so is this a series? Well, this was issue one. Well, it says it's part one. So I assume there's maybe going to be a three-parter or something. Okay. It was 38 pages, and it was a lot of yeah, a lot of words. It wasn't, you know, a lot of panels of art. Mostly just words. The art in here is meant to be like this kid is writing this story for to capture the history of what's happening, and so all the art in it is meant to be his art that okay. he's drawing along with writing this gotcha. story. So, um, it's real good. I would definitely. And it, the reason why it's called Book of Evil is because um, there's a comic book strip that is called Book of Evil that people seem to think is written by somebody who's trying to relay these messages for animals on how to like get out of the city and go to this okay. sanctuary. Uh, but also, the psychopaths, the humans, the true humans referred at the time before the event that caused people to start turning into psychopaths as the evil times, the dark times. Even though they're all psychopaths now, they think the time before that was the time of evil. I, I So I really like the cerebral, like, thriller type of, even just within the naming, you know, conventions of things, like, make it seem like these psychopaths are the good guys right. yeah. when thinking back to these things, and that... Yeah, that, that intrigues me the most of this whole setup of everything, even though you're saying it's great and everything else. I just like that right there. Yeah. I could, as I was reading this, I could picture the TV show that is eventually going to be made from it. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely one of those stories that 100% somebody who creates content would read and be like, oh, yeah, I, we could do this easy. And I can see them fucking it up, too. Yeah, of course. Unless they get Scott Snyder to actually write it himself. <laughs> well, should, that sounds excellent. They should just start writing their comic books in the form of screenplays, right? Yeah. Just save time for everybody. Yep. <laughs> um, I can do my booze in a book right now just to get kind of okay. tie everything into a nice little bow. Um, so I read Masquerade. Um, but it's spelled M-A-S-K-E-R-A-D-E. This came out actually last month, but I missed it. Um, it's written by Kevin Smith. So uh, Kevin Smith, of course, Kevin Smith has started um, a comic imprint that is put out by Dark Horse called Secret Stash Press. Okay. So this was the first one that he had announced, but he's also going to be doing something that I'm super excited for which is called like quick stop shorts or something like that and it's comic books that follow characters in his movies that are named but never seen so like if they talk about somebody like if they mention a name in a movie and then but you never meet that character he did it a lot in like his early movies he mm -hmm. would just throw names out there these books are meant to follow 
those unseen characters. Oh. Which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. Um, this book has nothing to do with his movies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and you know what? It was all right. It was all right. I'll probably read the second book to see where it goes. Um, Kevin Smith has put out some really good comics, and he's also put out some only okay comics. And so far, to me, this one is only okay. Um, but I am interested in seeing where the story goes. But essentially, it's about this woman who is like, I think they describe her as like the TikTok uh, to catch a predator. So, like, she spends her whole... She's, like, internet famous, but she spends all her time going after, like, pervs. Oh, nice. Um, but you come to find out later, she also has this alter ego. It kind of reminded me of M- Mom, that other comic book I read, mm-hmm. written by the chick from Game of Thrones. Uh, Amelia Clark. Yeah, where she was kind of like this mom who, who had superpowers, yeah. who was going around avenging women. This feels kind of similar to that in the content. Um, the costume is more badass, and the powers that she has are kind of cool. I don't even know if they're actual powers or if it's just tech. I feel at like this if point. I was internet famous, that would be something like I would like to do too, like. Uh, do some form of justice maybe not like going down that route but yeah. like i know uh mark roper who's a big uh famous person, oh he does takes those. down the call centers yeah 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 and that's just and there's another famous guy that he's worked with too that does it that again they're making content out of this stuff but they're also doing good yeah doing good yeah so i don't think the thing i'm not it's not clear to me and i don't it, i don't get the vibe i don't think that what she does in her social media is the same as her than her alternate sort of superhero vengeance person. Okay. I think she does both of those things, but they don't overlap. Okay. The end point overlap. She's trying to take down bad people. Um, but this one seems a little, this other side seems a little more aggressive. Um, so, you know, if you like Kevin Smith, pick it up. Uh, that's not, not much more I can say about it. The art, the art was, was all right too. Um, uh, Andy McElfresh, I think, I don't know if he, um, helped write it or if he was, I don't think he was the artist on it. Um, let me look here. Do, do, do. I have too many tabs open. So yeah. Okay. Written by Kevin Smith and Andy McElfresh. Andy McElfresh has been on podcasts with Kevin Smith and he used to be a producer on the Tonight Show. Um, and art by John Sprengelmeyer, who's not a name no, I've heard before, heard that. No. but you know, he did a good job. I, I have no complaints about the art, um, but I'm going to pair that today with the dark and stormy, which is rum and lime juice with ginger beer. And if you're real fancy, you layer one on top of the other. Ooh. Um, and it's delicious, but also it is a traditional masquerade drink. So if you go to a masquerade, a dark and stormy is... One of the drinks that is often served at masquerades. Okay. Uh, I've never had one. Oh, you would like it. Do you like ginger beer? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I have no problem with it. I yeah. don't go towards it, but. Um, the, oh God, what is the. Moscow Mule? No, I'm trying to think of the bar that's up on, by the river. Um, the, is it not, not God, what is it called? The Speakeasy. Yeah. They do an excellent Dark and Stormy. Okay. So if you're going to try one, go there. <laughs> I will do that. 
Um, some news from New York Comic Con. All right. Uh, and this has this is still speculation, so I'm gonna have show you some of these costumes and everything, and see if we can't dissect what's going on. Okay. But, uh, big news for Jonathan Hickman's secret plan that he has for the works in uh, Marvel. And it all started off with a couple uh, weeks ago of the phrase, uh, what happens when powers, when the powers that be meet the natural order of things. And that's all that was kind of teased about this. And okay. at the panel, we got to see a little bit more of some of the layout designs, but we still don't necessarily know who all these people are. We do know the first one, though, is uh, Doctor Strange. So okay. Doctor Strange is going to be part of this thing. And of course... When Jonathan Hickman makes a book, it usually is very impactful on the whole Marvel Universe. Like, all the shit he's done has had ramifications that's still coming on. Right. You know I love him, and I'm always going to... Yep. Well, be happy, because you seem like whatever. No, I'm just waiting for you to tell me what the fuck's going on. Oh, again, we, <laughs> we, don't, necessarily, we don't necessarily know what's going on. Except for uh, just some of the the reveals of who some of these people are going to be, um, I don't know. How do you say that that person's last name? Uh, I want to say Shitey. <laughs> to me, it looks it looks like shitty. Valerio. I know uh, Valerio Shitey. That's what I'm going to go with yeah. until I get corrected <laughs> any other day. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I I don't know who. Like, some of these characters are that they would be from the Marvel Universe already. I mean, I almost want to say that this looks like it could be... Uh, Emma Frost? Yeah. But I don't know, then, what she would be doing teaming up with... Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah. I have no clue what the hell this is. But again, in the same way that Jonathan Hickman does... Adds so many small details to things. Mm-hmm. What this panel has to do with folding weird Marauders maps and Sonic rings. Sonic <laughs> rings. <laughs> I mean, I almost feel like this could be Jubilee, maybe, but... Doesn't it say up top who the characters are? No, because they were just showing some of these... I thought it uh, said... Uh, uh, no, maybe not. No. That's why, White again, it, we don't know until then, but... Yeah. Okay. All right. They could be new characters. That's very well. It could be. I mean, it wouldn't be against anything. But then that could be um, America. Chavez. Yeah. I could see that. And that would be too, because she's got a lot of power. Because mm -hmm. I'm assuming these people are going to be these unique beings. Like like Quicksilver. Yeah. But yeah. But a little bit younger. This person though, that has half a burned face. I don't know. Oh, are they else. crossing over DC into Marvel? Is that his big trick? <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> Leave it to Jonathan Hickerman to tie those two things together. Uh, some other news out of uh, Marvel is we have a new leader of the Avengers, and that is Doctor Doom. Well, that's weird. Yes. So in the new title that's uh, come out, which is the All Out Avengers, uh, issue number one is already out. Uh, issue number two starts off with already having Doctor Doom wielding 
Mjolnir. Having the hammer. And having Cap's shield. So, let me ask you this. Why do you think Doctor Doom can pick up the hammer? Well, because there's an evil Doctor Doom. There's two Dooms. Both think they're Doctor Victor Von Doom. Okay. But one is good and one is dark energy evil now. So. Oh. Like they've split Doctor Doom into two? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I haven't read the first issue, but now... I've kind of got a little bit uh, off on the Avengers as well yeah. recently, but with the tie-ins, well, as I mentioned last week, I didn't like the tie-in to the... Um, axe? Yeah, Axe. Yeah. But again, having to read some of the Avengers for that, uh, this All Out, I'm kind of there for it because I love Doom. Sure. And I'm hoping, I don't think they're going to explain why there's two yet. That's going to be probably the reveals later. I'm just speculating. I but was, I'm all about it. I was really hoping that the reason was because he thinks he's worthy That's so he, hard. He probably is. <laughs> I that he was it, able to pick it up. I wouldn't put it past, though, because they've always explained in some of the better writings of Doom is... He thinks he's the hero of his story. And that in most senses, he he could be. Right. When it comes to, like, not him, like, trying to kill a Fantastic Four, but in any of the other ones where I got to take over because if I don't, we're going to, you know, face annihilation. Right. More often than not, he is correct. Yeah. So would him needing to have Thor's hammer manifest to get that end? Right. I don't know. But It's like when you try really hard to beat a lie detector test, and you do. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's all Mjolnir is, is so, the Marvel lie detector yep. test and how doesn't really make sense even there. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, then here's some shit that uh, also, why Marvel? So, again, I I was happy that we're doing this kind of Spider-Verse, this weird Spider-Verse, because, again, I haven't read Spider-Verse in a while, but I could get sick of it again. Mm, mm -hmm. But I'm okay with it for now. However, we just had a huge X-Men event. It's still ongoing, yeah? Yes, and it's, yes, it hasn't ended yet. But we're going to be getting ready for an X-Men Spider-Man crossover. Oh, my God. Dark web. These people never get a vacation. Yeah, especially (laughs) the X-Men. It's like, now you're overdoing the X-Men. Yeah. Because I've also saw that they're having, finally, uh, X-Men, the end something or other that's going to... Oh, the the fall of X is coming out uh, sometime next summer, as well as... Another summer of symbiotes. Oh God, why? Uh... That's again. That's why going back into the the Spider Verse, I'm okay with. But I'm gonna be done with it if they have another one. Like, right. This is the end of the Spider Verse. Cool. I'm here for that end. Yeah. We know it's not gonna truly be the end. Right. But if it is, awesome. I don't need these same events happening no. every other year. We just had so many. Symbiote events. Well, and you know why these events are popular? Because they bring in all of these new characters, right? The Spider-Verse, especially the first one, was so popular because it introduced you to all these different Spider-Man. Spider-Men? Spider-Man? Spider-Women? Spider-People? Spider-Peoples. <laughs> and <laughs> um, to me, that just says people are thirsty for new content. But then they go and do that. They just beat it until it's dead. I don't... How many more symbiote stories can you do? Yeah. They've all been done. Yeah. And then, like, when having you had, like, this goddess symbiote, okay, that's kind of cool and unique. I'm there for it. But then 
wait, let's do more symbiotes beyond even that. Right. Like, it doesn't doesn't make yeah. sense. I, I'm. That's why I stopped reading X Men. They keep it's too it's too much. No, the X Men books have been great for the. There's too many. There's still too many. Well, no, I'm not saying that there's not too many. <laughs> there are a lot of them. However, at least their events that they've been doing within that mythos have been refreshing. They've been all unique sure. and new, even though they all try to do the, it's the end of the line. Yeah. But the, some of them really well could have been if they went that way. Right. And then I think now, though, they are so... We know it's never the end of the line, though, Tony. Even when the fucking Scarlet Witch said no more mutants and there was only 198 oh, yeah. of them left... That was not the end of the line. No, but that was a refreshing take on X-Men at that time. Yeah, back in the early 2000s when things were still really good in comics. Yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> and uh, not just rehashes and rehashes and rehashes. I mean, all I'll say is, like, them teasing the fall of X, like, I don't wish they would always tease that, but even if they do, I know that they're never going to fully reset. I don't think they can now with how many X-Men comics have now... They did seem so encompassed within their, like, mm -hmm. titles right. that if they blipped and then came back without being on Krakoa, like, it all got erased, it wouldn't manifest in the rest of the Marvel Universe, comic universe. But now with these other crossovers and everything, it right. would be... So, again, if they... The downfall is now they don't get to be on Krakoa, but they've had all that technology and all that, fine. I'm cool with that. But I don't need more symbiotes. I just... <laughs> we have been symbioted enough. Uh, another trope that Marvel has done multiple times... Oh, gosh. Old this man one, trope. Yes, but I'm actually there for this one. Is Old Man Namor. Uh, I... When it first came out with... with uh, was it Old Man Logan? Yep. They, they had this whole future world that was, again, unique, different. These characters felt like they had aged and turned into not what we've always known them as. Right. A little more renegade, a little more in between, good, bad, just trying to survive. It's a Mad Max type of world, and I'm always there for it. What I don't like is when they always pull them to the now, though. Hmm. Which I'm glad Old Man Logan isn't around, at least for as far as I can remember, he's not. No. But that was also at a time when Wolverine was dead anyways in the now time. Was it? When they, when they brought him back, old man back. That was when he was incorporate uh, encased in that adamantium. Yeah. Oh, you're not talking about old... you're not talking about when they did the original. No, in the original, yeah, that was set in the yeah, future, right. but they brought old man Logan oh. back after that five that five part uh series was actually in between yeah. a series arc of the Wolverine comics. Right. That I have somewhere in this pile of comic book <laughs> stacks. Uh, but then they did a whole other series on it. Um, and then, again, they've had many old man. Yeah, this old, or that. old Hawkeye, old, old man Hall. Yeah. But old man Namor, I, I wonder. To me, if... that makes more sense. Old man Logan made sense because he ages so slowly. Yeah. Old man Namor makes sense because he. Also. Ages so slowly. Hawkeye doesn't make sense. Why is he still alive? Star Lord doesn't make sense. Why is he still alive? Yeah. Hulk fine. Something with his gamma radiation, I'm sure. Right? Maybe in the comic books, I guess. I don't know. Star Lord because he's half celestial god or whatever. Maybe that's. I don't know the re. I didn't read it. 
It's all bullshit. But <laughs> that one, they, they did. I think he was dead and came back somehow. Uh, and that one, I can't remember because it was a couple years ago. But I'm wondering if how like crotchety old man. Oh Nemo my god! Be, Can you get imagine? Off, get off my kelp. Uh, and also, like he already is kind of like in the comics. He already is really kind of like. But what if he does mass uh, misogynist? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine like him being old and not? giving even more of a fuck and like his balls are just hanging out the bottom of his shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and he's calling people tootsie and slapping them on the ass. True old man style. Now, although I can get behind that, I would love to have an opposite where he turns into that favorite grandpa that always has Werther originals oh. in his pocket. <laughs> what a boring story that would be though. <laughs> Reading him the Princess Bride well, while he's sick in bed. <laughs> boring ish, yes, but they could. It would be a refreshing, different tale, and I could see it being good if they yeah. wrote it the right way. Yeah, crotchety young men don't turn into kind old grandpas. <laughs> not, I hate to not say really. it. They're going to be crotchety or old men. But I am looking forward to this one, so I can't I could, wait. To... I could. I could. I I can. I can be there for old man Namor. I want to see old man man spread. Um, what'd you think about, uh, Werewolf by Night? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, so spoilers for, this is your warning for people who haven't watched it. Um, so we watched the preview for it a couple weeks ago, or the trailer or whatever, we were, and Josh and I were both like, oh, that looks awesome. Mm -hmm. Something outside of their usual stuff, very stylized sort of horror tale for Halloween. Um, what a great character to use for that, and possibly the only way you could get Werewolf by Night on television. Um, what I was not expecting was his little BFF to be there, because I thought with the hunt that it was going to be him they were hunting. Mm-hmm. And then when it started, and I saw, um, Ga- uh, what's his name? Gail something Garcia, Gail Garcia. I can't remember what his name, the actor's name is, but, and I think I knew that he was playing Jack Russell and I was like, oh, well he's in the hunt. Can't be hunting him. He's there. Um, so who the fuck are they hunting? And I didn't think it was going to be anything, but it was man thing. (laughs) Well, they weren't really even hunting him. They were trying to go get the bloodstone. Well, from the creature. Yeah. Yeah. They were hunting him to get the bloodstone. They were going to kill him. They weren't going to let man thing just go. Um, they were all pretty hungry, crazy hunters. The one reminded me of Blade so much. Yes. And that <laughs> would have been a perfect place to have Blade come in. Right. You could have easily rode him off where he wanted the bloodstone for killing Dracula, but he's also not necessarily an evil bad guy, so he right. kind of teams up with them. But maybe that's a little too much in this one hour episode. Yeah. Which I stayed away from the trailers for it because I was just like, I'm going to watch it anyways. So I had no clue even what Mm. the setup was going to be. So when they introduced Jack, I was like, I know who this is. Are they going to secretly hunt him from the beginning? I thought like they invited him there for that purpose. And then when they're going after the bloodstone, I was like, oh, okay. So he's just part of, oh, I get why he's a killer because when he turns into the werewolf. uh, But then, yeah, the whole... Man thing bromance. Was I just, loved it. Yeah, I loved it perfect. so much, and I also really enjoyed um, 
I can't remember any of the characters' names other than those two. And Elsa, yeah, Elsa Bloodstone. Um, But her dad or grandpa or whatever the fuck he was, when they opened the coffin and he's made himself into like an animatronic sort of like Chuck E. Cheese character telling them what they need to do or what the importance of the hunt and stuff like that. And her crazy ass stepmom, who is an actress who has been in a lot of things. um, And yet I don't know her name uh, because she was amazing in that whole hour. She was just fucking batshit crazy perfect in that role it uh that whole thing was a bit almost a little funny if you were in like to really see it but also like at the time like old school like uh black and white films would kind of have something like that too in it to kind of like justify not the magic side of it but it's you know steampunk right as i said automaton type like something coming back alive and everything and i that's all you have to do because if you really think about how how do they get him to move like that like they had to internally put some yeah it's not something to think about it's something to kind of like that was a cool kind of uh um homage to old school type of movie making which is also crazy because they filmed the whole thing now when watching it. It's black and white, mm-hmm. which was a great aesthetic choice. Well, except for the red throughout. Yes. But they filmed the whole thing in color. Right. And they did that because Marvel didn't believe, the higher-ups didn't necessarily believe that that was the right choice. But the director still shot it in a way and had certain because when you do black and white certain things pop and show up Mm -hmm. when you wouldn't look good in color i think uh we'll talk about the monsters in a minute because i did watch but uh i i learned from the monsters that like when you would have to have like on herman monster's face or uh um now i forget the the mom's name but uh on her like when they did shading, it was more purple. People mm. would think you just put black, but purple would show up better on black and white for contrasting than actual just dark black. Right. And so those sort of uh, choices need to be made ahead of time, and that's what this director ended up doing so that when finally he showed them the color and then showed them black and white, they are like, oh, yeah, go with the black and white. Right. And I... I yeah. like that they did that. It fades to color at the very end, which is interesting to fade to color. It when um, it faded to color, it I was did like, it, they did it so well though because it was so like it just started so subtly and then went into full color. But it was so it wasn't like a stark like black and white. Then it was color. Mm-hmm. It literally just kind of bled into color. And when I saw that, that made me think: Wait, did they right film all this with because? Again, the shading and everything else, that would have been an interesting... T- and I kind of want to see what it would look like in color, but it was just... It was perfect for what it was. Yep. And our l- was long enough to want me to have more, but also told the whole story. Yep. And again, as we've mentioned before, they're planning on doing more of these things. I know they have already the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. They announced a Spider-Man, because uh, they're calling these... Special... Special presentations. Yes. Yeah. So they announced a Spider-Man one, which most people are... Would be awesome. An hour long of the new... Of Tom Holland 
just living in the day of Spider-Man could be great to set up for wherever he is in the next film without having to take an hour long right. to kind of establish that he's just a pizza delivery boy and just barely scrapping by. Um, yeah. I Good really stuff. It. Good stuff. Um, so the Munsters. Yeah. I said in the last podcast, if anyone ever gets to listen to it, um, <laughs> not to watch it. And for some reason, Tony took that as a challenge to watch it in its entirety. <laughs> and oh my God. And I, then spammed my phone about how terrible it was the entire time he was watching it. <laughs> it was beyond, I, I, I wanted to make it, what'd you say, 10 minutes you made it or yeah. 15 minutes? And I was trying to get to the, like, past that. And I almost didn't. But I was like, nope, damn it. And then I fast forward it, but it was only like a couple minutes to get to... Let me at least see Herman Munster show up, because I haven't even seen him yet. Will he redeem this whole thing? And then it was like an origin story for him becoming Herman Munster. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I when is this going to be funny? Yeah. But at that point, I was just like, I'm in it now that I'm just going to see if... There's one joke I laughed at, and I laughed at it because it was a dumb dad joke that it's not something people should laugh at. <laughs> And that's the only reason why I found it funny because you could, and then I went down a rabbit hole of YouTube videos to be like, do other people see the same nonsense that I did? Learned that even though Universal Studios greenlit it, this was distributed from Universal Studios 1440, which is their direct to VHS. Like I learned about all these other sequels that they did that were trash. And I'm like, oh. So this is where they send those yeah. to die. Secondly, I do kind of see what Rob Zombie was doing as this is all the be- ending shot is like the beginning shot of the monsters. Sure. I didn't know that either because I didn't really even watch any trailers uh, for this. But that was a dumb move to go that route. We know the beloved. Just do a day in the life. It. I'm not even going to talk anymore. It's just terrible. Don't watch it. It's bad. It is so bad. One joke that was funny. Everything else, the acting was atrocious. The uh, Again, looking at... I'm on, really glad that Rob Zombie loves his wife so much to keep putting her in things, but Sherry Moon cannot act. No. She can't act. Within the first five minutes, the whole whatever that against the other vampire person... What? Yeah, it was stupid. There was not... The only thing that I would say that that was somewhat good was the person that played uh, the grandpa vampire, you could see on his face the cringe every time Herman said a joke and just... <laughs> his acting is just straight up real. Yeah. Like, he was probably like, why am I doing this movie? It Nothing makes... it. Oh, so, so terrible. Don't... Don't even listen to try. listen to Lindsay. Yes, and Lindsay is always right, except for that one podcast where she was wrong, <laughs> and we made sure to title it just because. Uh, definitely bad. Um, last thing that I have that uh, mentioned before: they already halfway through filming, or they might have already finished filming uh, season two of Good Omens. Good. Which I had thought at the time was going to be the sequel that was. Not, uh, it wasn't like truly written. Like, Good Omens was a book that both Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett had made. Yep. And then they were planning on doing a sequel, 
and Terry Pratchett passed away, but they had notes and everything of doing that. I had thought this is going to be that. What I've just learned is season two of Good Omens is a whole different thing, and season three is going to be that oh. adaptation. So I haven't even heard that they plan for a season three yet, but why wouldn't they if they already... Yeah, I think I don't even think originally they were planning on doing a season two. No, yeah, because the it. first one is well, it's a self-contained book, right? Right. The ending, and I, so I'm kind of interested to see where it goes, especially season two. But those characters, and just again, anything Neil Gaiman really does, it's wonderful. Yeah, that's so true. I'm just happy that there'll be more of this if they do a season three, and. Still hoping for people that haven't watched Salmon yet, let's get it picked up somewhere. Because Netflix hasn't canceled it, but they haven't picked it up yet. And It'd be crazy of them not to pick it back up. It would be. But maybe Amazon's like, hey, we already got your good omens. Why not get mm. you over here? Who knows? But Netflix, that they haven't like said yes and pulled the trigger. It is a really expensive show to make, I imagine. But once you get the, like, the initial cost of the first season... I don't think that's how TV shows work, Tony. I think they still end up being expensive. But not as expensive as the first season, though. Because you have, like, a lot of upfront production costs for, like, uh, scenery, settings, like, some of the costuming that you don't have to necessarily always redo. Yeah, you still have new locations. Well, and most of it's CGI. That's always expensive, no matter uh, that's tr- Yeah, that's true. I guess you always have to... Re- but you won't have to always re-render, like... Possibly. Some of the... Yeah. So I think it should get less costly maybe I, I mean rings of power that's very costly yeah that's, yeah uh that's there she hawk also is costly yeah and but still who great. knows why <laughs> no again i think it's legitimately i've got like it the trailers i was very against and it was it's the hair and it still is the hair that i think is the last thing that you and i've mentioned it before where you don't notice it on regular hulk because he has short hair right so it doesn't make as big of a going around but i kind of don't even notice it because the action the writing the jokes everything is just great but finally seeing she hulk smash well i guess we've seen her smash a couple people because she is very promiscuous (laughs) gross what? I mean, she has always been in the comic books as well. I'm not saying they're just doing that, but... I hate it when people use the word promiscuous because it's only ever used to refer to women. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. Now, Matt, have you ever called a men, man promiscuous? Or or have you just said, like, well, he gets it? Daredevil is pretty promiscuous, too. This is like, the have... first time that you would ever have called Daredevil promiscuous. He, <laughs> hey, he does get around. They uh, all get around. Tony... Tony Stark is also very promiscuous. I mean, Jen and Tony have hooked up multiple times. Thor as well. Yeah, I guess they all do in the Marvel Universe. But this is the first where two lawyers... uh, I don't know. I didn't see that coming, though. And they haven't hooked up in the comic books ever. Who, She-Hulk and... And Daredevil. It makes sense to me. No, I believe they have. He was very quick to tell her who he was. Yeah. Like, he dropped that secret identity real quick. Well... He, he could hear her heartbeat. He was like, yeah, we're going to get it later. So <laughs> got to play it a little bit cool. Yeah. I don't know. I thought, though, they're they're teaming up, coming together. It, it felt so authentic, too, how, again, having the um, 
well, we mentioned it before with the lawyering um, in the previous episode, and then just then the continuation from that, right? Uh, and then the yeah, yeah. Uh, it was good. It was a good episode. I I I hate his yellow suit. His I, mustard and ketchup I, uh, suit. Yes, I, I'm so glad she mentioned it because I know that's canon. I know that's a canon suit. I know it is. It's still just so ugly. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I see they have it here to to say we did the suit so that he could then have his normal red right. suit back in whenever the new series comes out, which I heard is. Going to have a lot of episodes. Yeah, like thirty-eight or something like that. I don't know if there's eighteen. That many. I think it was like yeah. eighteen. I'm yeah. like, damn, that's a long ass series. And I'm I'm hoping they do more of the introducing of like. I normally hate monster of the week type shows. Or... Aren't they doing the born again? Isn't but they already said? kind of did. Born I know, but again. I thought that that's what they that's said. That's what they're they... calling it. So I don't know if it's going to. I have no clue. No one like, has a clue what they're They can't call it be. Born Again and then not do Born Again. But they kind of already did Born the, Again. That doesn't matter. So they can't call it Born Again and not do Born Again because that is just fucking us right up the ass with no loop. <laughs> no, because you know within the next year they're going to have a Born Again comic book that's uh. going to. Be what they base. They're off gonna the, let somebody else rewrite the Born Again, but different. All I'm saying is, I would love to see. Uh, and it's hard to say this. More Matt Murdock doing some like criminal procedure stuff with other villains, like being like the bad guys, just to have them show up again. I don't need him to fight the bad guys, but what I've loved the most about She-Hulk is just. Making the world seem bigger than just the few main characters. Right. Having these one-offs, and even some of them that have shown up randomly just for a quick cameo in the next episode to show that they're still there. Yeah. Like Tatiana. Like, I still don't know what her whole deal is, but she's been great in every scene that she shows up as, as her character. And I'd love to see... Marvel do more of that approach because sure. I'm looking back at like the the Hawkeye series and it was great in what it was and for the setting actually I don't know though because that just felt like it was one long weekend so yeah I guess it really this, was yeah and this yeah. is more taking over time yeah. yeah let's do some more of the taking some time type approach sitcom style yeah because yeah because yeah, that WandaVision would have been also a very short period of short time. Short period of time. Yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier, short period of time. Right. I'm trying to think of the other ones. Loki was short period of time. So this is the only one that feels like it's it's living to that standard of once yeah. a week type uh thing. And mm-hmm. I don't need everything so quick. I can slow slow burn is what we need. Right. But that's about all I had. Do you have anything else? I don't. Nothing. Alright, well with that Stay thirsty for Lindsay's nothing. Stay thirsty for hopefully the two episodes before this that Tony has posted. Hey, if they ever get to this episode, <laughs> those will be posted. You shut your mouth on why they haven't been yet. 